Turn with me in the book of Numbers in chapter number 13. We'll start reading in verse number 24. Numbers chapter 13 and verse number 24. As you find it, please stand for the reading of God's Word. Numbers chapter number 13 and verse number 24. The Bible said the place was called the brook of Esco because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruits, thank you, of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it was floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled, and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, and Amalek and Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jezebites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants. Notice this, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Father, help me just a little while. God, that as your people look at this word, God, help me to just expound upon it, God, to preach it to their heart, Lord, that, that they might understand when God is on our side, that's all we need. For we know the end of the book, God, we win in the end those that endure to the end. So, Lord, you bless the reading of thy word. Bless the preaching tonight that it may go to the hearts of these that will hear and let it, God, accomplish that that you send it to. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Overcoming when I am overcome. We read this story here, and there's only one that thought that they could do exactly what God intended for them to do. 
They searched the land. They were overwhelmed. You're talking about grapes. And you notice it said they had to cut it down. Reminded me of somebody chopping a tree the way they said it. Think about grapes so big that you have to carry it back on a stick. Two men carry one tag of grapes. That's a pretty good sized cluster of grapes. But also because the grapes are big, the people in that land are big. Now we have one of God's men says, if you look there in verse 30, and Caleb steal the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. You know, overcoming seems like any more in a Christian life is getting harder and harder for people to do. Seems like it don't take months to beset them anymore. One little old bump in the road and they just throw up their hands and quit. I thought about it many a time of quitting. But God wouldn't let me. And I believe if you're one of God's people, God will give you the strength to overcome. I believe this with all my heart, that greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. Now our enemy is in this world. I'm reminded that God looked at Satan and said, Have you tried my servant Job? Have you tried him? Now you think about it. God was saying, have you went and checked him out to see if he'll be faithful to me? Have you put any affliction on him to see if he'll stand true? Listen, church, your trials may be that God is looking at you to see if you're going to stand true. Amen, it just might be that. I can't say it is, I can't say it ain't. But I can tell you one thing, it rains on the just and the unjust. I can tell you that for sure. Amen. And, and listen, i never forget Brother Clark Parker had a big old bean patch up there in the old fort and he was coming to church here at that time and we was in a dry season and it hadn't rained nowhere in several, several days, a few weeks even. And he said, church, if, if God don't water my beans, I'm not going to have any money this year. And we began to pray and he began to pray. And God is my witness. It rained on Clark Parker's bean patch and didn't rain across the road. That's God. He pinpointed it. Clark said, I went out to the highway and said one side was wet and the other side was dry. I said, God's able to do that. It ain't nothing for God to pinpoint a little old rain cloud to water your garden and nobody else getting water. See, overcoming is our ability to trust God with His ability when it's in our inability. I can't make it rain. No, I can't. I don't have that kind of power. But I know one that does. I know how to touch that one. I know how to reach that one. So when I'm overcome by situations, circumstances, oppositions, people, 
different things that come in our life. You know, like you was going to work and your car blowed up. You ain't got hardly two nickels to rub together and the first thought is, what am I going to do? Well, that's when we really have to trust God, ain't it? See, when we're overwhelmed, God will give us strength to be overcomers if we don't just forget God. The trouble of it is most Christians, that's the last place they go is God. We're reading here that one of God's people said we can overtake this crowd. What made him different than anybody else? What made him look at the same people, the same land, and come up with a different idea than the rest of the crowd? I believed my soul, brother Chris, that the rest of the crowd was looking at their self. I'm not able. And if you look at the statue and the size and the place, they weren't able. But they had one thing that they other folks didn't have. They had God on their side. And he is a great equalizer. He is an overcomer of any situation. Hey, he overcame death. He overcame hunger. He overcame every obstacle that's ever put in his way to show you and I that he is able to do it through you and for you. I'm glad that there was one in that crowd that wasn't looking, if you will, at himself, but he was saying, listen, we can take this crowd because God's with us. We can do this because God's with us. You can do it because God is with you. How many has ever been put in a position you just didn't know or have any inkling of what to do? You know, pulling your hair out, scratching your head. You've done war path in the carpet trying to figure out what to do. How am I going to get through this? How's this situation going to be turned to good when it looks so bad. Let me remind you of an old preacher boy that was laying in Winston-Salem, busted all the pieces, and the doctor said, don't look like he's going to make it. <laughs> don't look like he's going to make it. Randy, how many times has the doctor looked at you and said, don't look like he's going to make it. Beardy, how many times they looked at you and said, don't look like he's going to make it. Tanya, have you ever heard them words? It looks like you ain't going to make it. They don't know the God I know. <laughs> they don't know the connections I've got. They don't know the healer is on my side. <laughs> I'm about to shout somebody hold the mules a while. Holy Ghost running up and down the windows of my soul. Why? Because I know a God that can. Not only do I know a God that can, I know a God that has and will again. Just hang on is what that preacher said up there at that funeral yesterday. Just hang on a little while. Just hang on to the hem of the garment. Hang on to the hope that when we get out of this life, we'll see them again, right? He said, Caleb said, let's get up there and let's get her done. God's with us. They can't stop us. Hello, church. I'm preaching somebody. Help me a little, will you? Somebody ought to know that God can. And God will. I want to see how you're looking at the situation. Well, 
If I had three million people following me and I had the sea before me and the enemy behind me, it would look almost impossible, wouldn't it? I'm scratching my head thinking, how am I going to float them across? I'm thinking, there ain't no way we'll get them all over there safely before the enemy overtakes us. I'm talking about the flesh. But see, God was already on the scene. God had already heard the cries and the prayer. And one thing we need to know tonight, God knows a need before you ever ask it. Amen. And that water stood up on heap that night and God's breath blew across and dried the land up. So when daylight come, they began to cross over on dry ground. Now I don't know about you, but I guarantee you the enemy was camped behind them saying, we've got them. They can't go nowhere. They ain't one thing they can do. They didn't take no armor with them. They didn't take no battle stuff with them. All they took was cattle. All they took was provision. And here they are in facing a sea that they cannot cross. But they forgot who was on their side. And arrogant as Satan is, and as arrogant as sinners are, you know, some sinners just blatantly Sin in the face of God, don't they? So when they began to cross over on dry ground, don't you know that army said, hey, if they can do it, we can do it. If they can get over, we can get over. And they began to follow them through the same, listen, the same situation, the same sea, the same water, the same dry ground. But what changed the situation. The situation was changed because God was with the first crowd and he wasn't with the second crowd. So God was able to close the water right behind them in safety. Oh man, I'm about to shout now for sure. Woo! <laughs> Can you see this, Chris? Here we are, two or three million people crossing over. Cattle, goats, sheep, camels. Everything going over. And the enemy's pursuing. We'll get them. We'll get them before they get to the other side. And God said, oh, no, you won't. Caleb said, let's just go up there and take it. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. Children of Israel didn't realize that their God was able to deliver no matter what the enemy was doing behind them. And we as God's people forget sometimes that if God is on our side, we are able to go to the other side. We can't be defeated. I would like to have that on live video. Wouldn't you? I would like to see how close the water got to God's people. <laughs> I just had another thought right there. Let me switch gears and catch it again, will you? I wonder if sometimes if the water wouldn't crash in behind us pretty close if we wouldn't get a better gear. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> better step up. That water's getting close. <laughs> hey, move it on up, yonder. We got to get out of here. That would be our mind thought. And we still wouldn't believe God was able 
Are you with me? I believe God was able that you could feel the coolness of the water and you'd never get a drop wet on you. Why? Because God didn't want you wet. That's the reason he dried her up. Now, if you don't know anything about ponds and lakes and water, brother, you better not cross over where she's just dry on top. Hey, I've worked in mud all my life. Let me tell you what's going to happen. I had my trucks down there, and we're trucking dirt. We've been trucking dirt on the same trail for a month. And I kept telling them guys, I said, feel the truck when you're going through there. They didn't understand, Rick, what I was talking about. Jason, my youngest boy, he was going through there, the same trail, no telling how many hundreds of trips been made across that. And all of a sudden, the truck sets plumb down to the bed. Boom! He had sense enough that he didn't even try to get out. Couldn't even raise the bed to dump it. You know why? Even though she is bone dry on top, even though it held up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tons, every time you wiggle that, it's pumping water from the bottom. Old blue clay, you can drive over, it'd be as hard as that right there. And the first thing you know, the bottom will fall out of it. That's Scotty Morgan, four-yard loader. You had to climb up a ladder to get in it, build on the side of it. We were loading out down there, and all of a sudden he stepped out on dry ground. It just said, boom, sunk to the bottom. Sherman Davis come down there with his record and stood her straight up there. Said, what are we going to do, preacher? I said, just let her sit there a minute. It'll break suction. When it breaks suction, she'll come out of there. And I went to digging with the backhoe in front of it, making a trail where he could come up out of there. You hear it go, and she just started easing up out of there. Sherman's truck come back down to the ground. What are you saying? Three million people crossed over, carts, animals, and it never pumped. They call that pumping. You know what makes potholes in dirt roads and stuff? It's where they left a stump hole and they filled it in with wet mud and it pumps. And he'll just bust up and cave in. Oh, you might as well dig her plumb to the bottom, brother, because you ain't going to stop it till you dig it out and put dry ground back in there. And if it's got blue clay, you better go plumb to the bottom of the blue clay. That's what he's saying, preacher. I'm saying two or three million people, no telling how many animals, no telling how many carts, and they went across on dry ground and never lost a single one of them. My God can tonight. Is your God able to deliver you? I believe even when you're overwhelmed, He can bring you out of it, and I believe He wants to. Trouble of it is, we don't believe it. We don't believe Him. We don't believe God wants us to have certain things. Why did he say prosper and be in good health? Why was Abraham so rich? Why did he have so many cattle? Why did he have so much? If God didn't want him rich, son, he'd have stayed poor. You better study God's people. Turn with me in the book of Luke, if you will. Chapter number 11. Luke chapter number 11. Verse number 21. <clears throat> Are you there? Say amen. 
Luke 11 and verse number 21. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divideth his spoils. Stay with me now. He that is not with me is against me. Are you with me? Say amen. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth. Caleb said, let's go up there. We can do it. The rest of that crowd said, uh-uh. Them giants are too big. That's a rough place. Do you understand what he said when he said devoureth the inhabitants? That's a rough place. Uh, 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 we don't need to go up there. He that is what with me and he that ain't is a scatterer. So Caleb was saying, let's gather it together with God. And the rest of the crowd saying, uh-uh, we scattering this mess. Uh-uh, we ain't going up there. We ain't going, uh-uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you about them giants. When you look at an impossible situation, do you only see the giant? Little David said, <laughs> God delivered me from the bear. Little David said, he delivered me from the lion." And you uncircumcised Philistine, he'll deliver me from you. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. You think about it tonight. <laughs> the whole trained army and all Goliath had to do was go out and shake himself. And then when God's man came out, Goliath said, Am I a dog? Look what you sent out here. Look at this little ruddy thing come out here. And you think he's going to fight against me? See, Goliath was carnal. All of his hope was in his size, in his strength, and what he had done time and time again, intimidated by just showing up. Caleb said, we can take them. God's with us. We can overcome this thing. Let's go do it. Said, look here at these grapes. <laughs> now, I don't know I'll speak for the fat man in the crowd tonight. That's me. Big cluster of grapes, I'd probably fight for them. Are you with me? Say amen. Hey, I'd raised up two brothers. I had to fight. I had to eat, you know. You don't think I got all this by sitting back, do you? Letting them have all of it. Uh-uh, I, I got right in the middle of it. I was the middle child. I was uh, determined to be in the middle of it. I'm going to get my portion. Caleb said, listen, God's with us. We don't need to back up. He said, if you're not with me, you're scattering. Now let me see if I can finish this. Are you there with me? Say amen. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, stay with me, he walketh through dry places. 
seeking rest and findeth none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out, backsliding. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits. Are you with me? More wicked. I'm reading it slow. I want it to sink. That himself. And they entered in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Can I help somebody tonight? If you're ever going to overcome, you're going to have to face the giants in your life. Amen. I mean to stand right up to them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to stand up to a giant called a king. Hello? King, if God delivers me, he's God. If he don't deliver me, he's still God. One thing about it, king, I ain't bound down to you. Hello? There's a whole lot worser things than death. It's called hell. Are you listening? Caleb said, let's go up park. Listen, why did God send him? Go up there and look. <laughs> what did you see in the service this morning? Sister Tanya, it's always been amazing to me that folks can sit in a service like we had this morning and leave with nothing. Leave with absolutely nothing. They never got one thing out of that service. It's all in what you're looking for. Kristen, I'm going to use you. Don't get mad at me, baby. When she first came here and we had a running fit and we had one of them services, it scared her. You know why? She wasn't used to it. She wasn't coming back. It scared her that bad. She wasn't coming back. We had one of them joyous shouting services and two or three would run, a whole bunch rung the bell and all that stuff, and she'd never seen that. Caleb said God sent us up there to see what was up there, and he said we could have it, let's go get it. Now I want to ask you a question. What are you really looking for? When you're overcoming, what are you looking for when you're overcoming? Are you looking for just what you want? Or are you looking for what God wants you to have? See, God wanted them to have this. The others saw an obstacle they couldn't overcome. They were overwhelmed with what they saw. They had lost sight of who sent them. Isn't it so easy to lose sight when we come to church and come to church and come to church? How many in, in this congregation tonight loves good old country grits? I mean, little butter, little sugar, and them good and hot. Good cat head biscuit. You can hurt yourself, right? Well, I guarantee you there's nobody in this building and I still love them. But when my jaw was broke and I had to suck them through a straw every day, 
I got to where I didn't want them. It, yes, it just, it just didn't have the pizzazz, you know. I was glad I could suck them through a straw and get some nourishment. I mean, with your mouth wired shut, you ain't got a whole lot of options. I mean, if you ain't got a couple teeth gone, brother, you're going to be on water. Thank God I had the swelling went down. It's right where my teeth was gone. And I could get that through there. But six weeks. I didn't really want no more grits for a while. How many like ice cream? Yeah, that's one of your favorites, ain't it? Can you imagine eating it two or three times a day for six weeks? You don't want it. No. No, it ain't a treat anymore. That's what I'm saying about church. God blesses the church so much, so often, we take it for granted. God said, go up there and spy that land out. God's man said, go up there, look at it. God said, we can have it, we're going to take it. And they came back with two different reports. Caleb was looking at what God said they could have. The others were looking at the obstacles of the flesh. They, they knew they had to overcome but they forgot who was on their side. So many of us, we come to the house of God and we eat so good, so regular, we take it for granted. And then when God comes by like He did this morning, a lot of them leave just as hungry as when they came. Look in the book of John, chapter number 16. I'm early, so don't get excited. John chapter number 16, verse number 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Woo! In him... You can overcome. Been mentioned here tonight about addictions. When you truly get a hunger to seek after God, God can allow you to overcome any addiction that you have. Are you with me? Say amen. He can take alcohol from you. He can take drugs from you. He can take any addiction that you have because He overcame. He never left us to where we wasn't equipped to overcome through and by the Word of God. For greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. And He said, if you overcome, you shall inherit. You know what he's saying? You're going to have to lay this flesh aside and just trust me in faith. You ever walk by faith truly? How many of you ever been in a haunted house where you couldn't see your hand? 
Honey, I, I was a little young fella in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Three-story haunted house. Three stories. You went in the top and you came out the bottom. From here to that back door, you couldn't see your hand in front of your own face. You had to feel. And the further you went, the more things you felt. And then all of a sudden a light would come on and a skeleton drop out in front of you. Two or three run over me when that happened. Somehow or another in that thing I got turned around. In one of them that run over me got me turned around. I didn't know which way I was going. They had cushions on the floor and had boards on top of those cushions. It was like walking on a marsh. I'm going the wrong way. I run into the next group that's coming in. And they're putting their hands in my face. And they're screaming their little heads off. What is that? What is that? I never said a word. I was afraid one of them would cock me. Because you're already scared to death and something speaks to you. Yeah. Might strike out. So they got by, and I ended up going out where I come in. I'm standing there, and I'm thinking, am I going back in there? Nah. I'm done with this. So I go down to where you come out, and I'm waiting on my brothers. And when they come out, I say, where you been? Like I piced them in there, you know. They said, you didn't go through that thing. I said, you got that right. You know why I didn't go through that thing? I didn't have nobody to guide me. I didn't have enough faith in myself to get me through that thing. People done put their hand in my mouth, my eyes, my ears, up my nose. I I didn't want no more of that. They fell to my chest. They rubbed me up and down. I don't want no more of that. I want out of this deal. I didn't have nobody to show me the way. I didn't have nobody whisper in my ear and say, he'd be all right, Dennis, just come on. See, my brothers, they done left me. My little brother held on to my oldest brother's pants so he wouldn't lose him. But I was macho. I'll make it. Caleb said, God said we could have it. Let's go get it. The rest of the crowd said, "Uh uh-uh. These giants up there, it's unbelievable. You think these grapes are big? You think all this stuff's good? You ought to see the guys that own this place. What's holding you back? Because he said this to you and I all. Every person here ought to hear this. He said, I'm never going to leave you. Rick, he's not going to leave us in the haunted house. He's going to go in there with us. How do you know that, preacher? He told David, said, even though you made your bed in hell, I'll be there. Now think about it tonight. Where could you go that God can't go? There's nowhere you can go. There's nothing that you could do that God can't see you through it. There's no situation ever took God by surprise. I had glasses at one time. Are you with me? Say amen.
These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. You know how the world don't have no peace? They don't have God. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Are you with me? Say amen. Turn with me in the book of Romans. Chapter number 12. In the book of Romans, chapter number 12. <clears throat> Verse number 9. The Bible said, Let love be without dismiliation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one, notice this, another. Not slothful in business, favored in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Are you with me? Say amen. Distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not, rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescending to men of lowest of state. Be not wise in your own conceit, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. But rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Why'd you read that, preacher? Best thing you can do is overcome evil with good. How many's ever been madder than a bull? How many's ever wanted to kill? Evil only gets evil. You want to be an overcomer? Let God handle. Let God handle it, and he'll take care of it right. Are you listening? Oh, yeah, you want to bruise them knuckles on that head. I know you do. Some of them you like to pop a cap in. Yes, you sure would. Oh, you thought that would bring you so much pleasure, wouldn't you? Let me just pop a cap in him. Let me just knock a few of his teeth out. Let me just put him in the hospital in a semi-coma. But see, all that's going to get you is the same thing in return. Overcome evil. I'm talking about being overwhelmed tonight. When you're in that situation and your temper is, is gone past gone, that's when you need to call on God to really help you. You want God's blessing? Then let God have full control, not this part-time. Mm, got quiet on me, didn't it? 
I'm in the right patch. Thank you for letting me know that. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Are you with me? Say amen. Second Peter. As you turn there, Second Peter chapter number 2. <clears throat> Second Peter chapter number 2, verse number 19. If I can find it. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same as he brought into bondage. You want to know why God said he didn't give you the spirit of fear? Fear will bring you into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollution of this world, are you with me? They're saved. Through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome the, notice this, and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them. According to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to the wa- her wallowing in the mire. If you don't overcome like a Christian should, then you are overcome by evil. I know everybody in here could mention a name tonight of a preacher that has fallen. We could mention several, couldn't we? What did it do to you when you heard their names listed in the ranks of the fallen? My boss man on the railroad, a wonderful gentleman, had a lot of confidence in this preacher that was on television, on the radio, and he fell. And it nearly killed my boss man. He said, I just can't believe that that man done that. I said, what you done was put him up as God. Are you with me? Flesh will fall. Flesh sins and comes short. But I'm reminding you tonight, if you're going to overcome, you need to let God have full control. If you're going to be an overcomer, then God must be in control. If you're ever going to show the world how to overcome, it's going to be through the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Romans, chapter number 5 and verse number 1, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand, and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Is that where your hope is tonight? Is that where your strength is tonight? Turn with me, if you will, in 1 John. 
1 John tonight. Chapter number 2. Verse number 13. He said, I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. Verse 14. He said, I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Can you say amen to that? Have you overcome? First John chapter 4, verse 4. The Bible said, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us, but he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth, and the notice this, the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and, your Bible say and, everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And they overcame by their testimony. That's what the word says, Brother Chris. And they overcame by their testimony. The young man that was laid to rest yesterday, many of you knew him, but you didn't really know him. If you ever eat down in Morgan. He cooked you a steak probably down our Golden Corral. Remember the black man that used to cook down there? That's who we laid to rest yesterday. And I said that to mention this. That's how I knew him. His wife worked with Haley. But I knew him from his smile. I knew him from his testimony. When I'd go up, he remembered me. He'd say, Preacher, I know you want it rare. And he'd always say this when he put it on my plate. Is that enough? I mean, look at this, you know. He was wanting to make sure he got enough on that plate. I, I said that about him. That's his testimony. People testified that at his funeral yesterday. That he was a people person. He was a loving person. He was a person that loved God and loved people. What is your testimony that somebody's going to say about you? That you're an overcomer? I'm going to say this. Don't let me hurt nobody's feelings. But it's truthful. There's some folks that sit in the house of God I just don't want to sit next to. They're always in the molly grubs. I mean, the house can be shouting down. People be getting saved. 
And they're always picking at something. The music's too loud. They've been singing the same song five times. I gave an invitation one time at First Free Will, and they sung the same song for a solid hour in the invitation. And it wasn't me extending it. I was just standing there. But God was moving. What is your testimony? When somebody speaks of you, do they say, he's an overcomer, she's an overcomer. She's hurting. She's broke. She has issues of health or family. But she's faithful to church. She's faithful to her God. He's faithful in his singing and his duties to God. Can they say that about you? See, that what they're saying is they're overcomers. If you're ever overwhelmed, you must learn to be an overcomer. Because being overwhelmed... If the devil can find out that that bothers you, he'll keep you at home every single week. You won't be able to find your socks, your underwear. Why? You get overwhelmed when you can't find things like that. Where's my car keys? Where's my glasses on your head? Right? Where's your car keys? What's that rattling in your pocket? What's that hanging in your hand? Don't tell me you ain't never done that. I have. I've looked for my car keys and got them in my hand. Where's my car keys? Where's my glasses? But you you just got to say, I'm going to go to church anyhow. I'm going to go to church if I can't see, if I can't hear. I'm going to go to church if I'm hurting. Hello? Why? I want to be known as an overcomer. I want them to know that the God that lives in me can give me the strength to overcome me. Somebody in this building tonight needs to take a step forward tonight and say, I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to back out. I'm not going to back off and I'm sure not going to backslide. You know, to be an overcomer, You have to make that decision. For I know greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But who's ruling the roost tonight? Who's in control? Who has got your heart? Let me close with this tonight. Preacher, I love God. Saying it's not enough. Jesus said, I love you. He showed it to us by feeding us. He showed it to us by healing us. He showed it to us by saving us. He showed it to us by walking with us and watching over us, keeping us safe, making provision for us. How do we prove we love him? By overcoming. By overcoming. There's things in your life that will sidestep you from God if you're not careful. 
There's things in life. Listen, listen. If I was so easily offended, when I first got saved and I had a running fit and I run by that old boy, and out of the corner of my ear, I heard him say, Big Mouth's up, we'll be here all day. He said that as I was going by, me and preacher Carl Rowland. Now see it by the being thin-skinned. I might have got a Holy Ghost dance and give him an uppercut. Rick, I was under a different power. I thought, Lord, give him a double portion and give me three portions and let him endure. Right? He needs to see a movement of God. He needs to see that because I know that God delivered me from hell. I'm rejoicing. He needs to rejoice. Everybody needs to rejoice and prove to the Lord that you are an overcomer, that you realize you are saved, your name's written in the Lamb's book of life, and God has delivered you. And you're over on the safety shore. The enemy's in the water drowning. Are you with me? (laughs) Somebody needs to come tonight and say, Lord, I need that strength. Been tough on me, Lord. That's the reason he sent this message tonight, to help you, strengthen you, and encourage you. And they overcame by their testimony. Let us stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Chris, if you feel like playing, come and play. If you don't, that's all right. As he's playing softly, the altar's open. God's saying, come. Let us reason together. God's saying, come. Let us reason together. God, I feel like I've come short. God, I feel like that my testimony ain't what it ought to be, God. Because the enemy has bombarded me. God, I need your touch. I need your love. I need your mercy. I need to hold in my hand, Lord. Hold me in your hand. God, that I can feel you close tonight. Forgive me, Lord. Let me be like Caleb. We'll get this done because God is with us. God is for us. Who? can be against us let's go get it done let's go take what God said we could have he said we could have joy unspeakable and full of glory let it be so father in my testimony let me praise you God for what you've already done till eternity begins father don't let me see the giants that's in my life but Lord let me see the reward For following God. Let me see the strength God. That you give me to help me in the battle. Lord I know you give me wisdom. You give me strength. But God I know you put a shield around me. The enemy can't take me. So God help us here tonight. Help us Lord that we be overcomers. That God's precious son. Would be lifted up. Praised glorified thank you Father for loving me thank you Lord for letting me be here as pastor of this church thank you for my people God 
Oh, I love them, God. I know they love me back, Father. So help us to love you that same way, God. Help us just wrap you around us, Lord. Wherever we go, may they see Jesus on us. Hear Jesus in us. God, may you have the praise and the glory and the honor that's due. God, let us possess it tonight. Not just talk about it. God, let us not just go around thinking about it, but let us do what you said we could. Be an overcomer in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us those promises. We'll depend on you. We'll trust you. We'll believe you. God, we'll receive it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.